0: So, um, Wonder Woman 1984.
1: Yeah, we were two when this was filmed.
2: Okay, so anyway, roll credits.
1: <laughs> what? What? I gotta throw some kind of dad joke out there.
2: <laughs> you don't have to. And also, I you're do. not a dad. It's so bred- it's not even like it's a prerequisite. It's
1: bred- I know. I know. But if I'm never a dad, I still got to get some dad jokes though. I mean,
2: right? Well, no, they're proprietary to dads. That's why they're called dad jokes.
1: I mean, I got I got the seeds in me. You know, I got, I got the halflings.
2: Oh, if you haven't rolled the credits, roll the credits now.
1: No, no, no. Credits are already rolled.
2: No. Ah. That stays in
1: there. That's all for you, my friend.
2: <clears throat> and for the rest of the geek bancers you are also gonna say things like, I always forget how gross he is. Yeah, Every once in a while he pulls out a grosser I mean, and it's not good.
1: That's gross. You really have not seen anything or heard anything at all.
2: It is pretty gross. Your wording is is pretty gross. <laughs> You've got the seeds in you. Got, the halflings? Know. Like what's the matter with you?
1: Well, Quite a bit, I guess. Yeah.
2: That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Anyway, so, uh, like I said before, the first roll of credits, not after the second one.
0: Right, right, right.
2: I'm hoping for two. Just get that last two minutes out of here. But anyway. Uh, do- uh, we are doing Wonder right. Woman
0: 1984.
1: That is what we're doing.
2: Yep. Yeah, yep. yep. Uh, I'll do it real quick. wasn't uh, wasn't a lot. So uh, we've got directed by Patty Jenkins.
1: Yeah, triumphant written. Re- Sorry, a triumphant return by Patty Jenkins.
2: Okay, triumphant is a little strong, but okay. All right, it's a return. It's a return. <laughs> it's a return. Um, it's written by Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns, Dave Callahan. Yep. And you can tell it's written by three different people.
1: (laughs) Yep. 100%. 100%. (laughs)
2: Um, Okay. And I'll do this real quick. So starring Gal Gadot returning as Wonder Woman or Diana Prince. Uh, Chris Pine also returns as Steve Trevor. Mm -hmm. Kristen Wiig is uh, Barbara Minerva and Cheetah. Pedro Pascal is Maxwell Lorenzano or max lord as he is commonly referred to yep we've got robin white as Antiope, connie nielsen as hippolyta lily aspel again as young diana
0: mm-hmm.
2: and we've got uh, linda carter playing asperia
1: yes yes
2: and then a whole bunch of other people with varying degrees uh i forgot to get the kid's name And
1: if you didn't know know this camcast has spoilers, well, I mean, Chris just dropped the end credits credit right on you right there.
2: (laughs) Yep. Well, actually, I didn't. That. I just said this person was in the movie.
1: Yeah. Well, that's kind of a spoiler. No.
2: If you didn't watch the movie, you wouldn't know that it was at the end. That's true. Like literally at the end credits. You would not know that.
1: But now they do because I told them.
2: That's right. So between the two of us,
1: we fucked up.
2: We spoiled. We didn't fuck
1: up. We didn't fuck up. That's what we do. It's a spoiler. But cast. yes,
2: yes, it is a spoiler cast. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers galore. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do you want to do likes first or dislikes first? I don't know. What What do you feel? Like? I
1: feel like it'd be for mine. It's probably better if we go through the likes because some of the dislikes also feed off of the likes.
2: Okay, that's Great. fair. All right. So enough. then. Uh, What's your first like?
1: My first like, the entire opening sequence. Mwah. Amazing. Beautiful. I want an entire yep. movie set on the island.
2: Well, apparently we're getting it.
1: Apparently we are. I'm actually really excited for that after this opening sequence.
2: Yeah. Um I actually had that same feeling in the original Wonder Woman where I was like I could watch a whole movie set on Themyscira. Yeah. Um and it could even it could be set with young Diana or mm-hmm. Not at all. She doesn't even have to be on there. I think it could work either way. I, um,
1: I'd be good with either or. I, even yeah. though, I mean, this young actress that's come back again for the sequel is yeah. awesome. So if she returns and she's in the spinoff movie, I'm, yeah.
2: I'm and I if, if they do the spinoff movie and it's set when Diana's a, uh, a child, then wholeheartedly would love for Lily Aspel to come back. So I'm kind
1: of I'm kind of expecting the spinoff to take place in between the first and second Wonder Woman when she's gone.
2: That's what I'm kind of thinking too. I have yeah. that feeling.
1: But nevertheless, um, hands down, my number one like of
2: the movie. Okay, all right, uh, that's on my like list. Uh, because again, like you said, it's uh, it's awesome. Yeah. So be- I had a particular order, but because I let you go first, we're uh, going to jump ahead for me. Order. Okay. But uh, I too loved the opening flashback on Themyscira. What I liked was that it, uh, you know, it was still a learning thing. It wasn't just a way to get the Amazons in there and show them being all Amazonian, which I'm sure is a word, um, or even like further push that uh, Themyscira movie. What I liked was that it actually had uh, a young Diana cheating to win, yep. and then like getting called out on it and being said, Hey, like essentially cheaters never win. So even though you won, yes, you won, but you cheated and that's not the same and it's not good. And when you're old enough, you'll understand this because like young Diane is furious. Like she can't understand why your mom would do this. She's like, are you kidding me? You know? Uh, so I loved that there was a message in that. And you can kind of get a feel for how this is going to play out later on in the movie. You don't know exactly how it's going to do it, but you're like, okay, I can kind of see where that's coming from.
0: Yeah, for sure.
2: Okay. Anything else you want to add?
1: Uh, on the opening sequence? No. no. Okay. What's I your mean, next like? What was it, like five minutes, the opening sequence?
2: Yeah, about that. Five five to eight like, minutes. It
1: a solid five to ten minutes.
2: Yeah. It was a very Did thrilling opening
1: When it opened with that, I was like, oh, man, the movie keeps this up two and a half hours. I'm down. It didn't.
2: Um, I'm glad it opened with that. I actually would have been disappointed if it didn't open like that.
1: Yeah. And apparently Patty Jenkins had to fight for that opening. Warner didn't want. So shows you what they knew.
2: Yeah. Well, you can Uh, see that she's lost a couple of battles in this movie, though.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately. Number two, Gal, again, an amazing Wonder Woman word for word, what I wrote down, there's a beautiful humanity that she brings to the character, even though she's a demigod, and her expressions during the uh, White House scene, just that that pain, like, I can't believe this is happening, amazing, like, probably the best acting i have ever seen from her in that sequence
0: right there.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, I have to agree. Uh, my My next like is actually one big one, Mm-hmm. But luckily, you brought up Gal Gadot because my first my first major like is the cast itself.
0: Yeah, I put the, the main cast, cast in this movie but... is absolutely awesome,
2: um, and I agree with Gal Gadot. Uh, she's absolutely awesome in this role. She does definitely seem to get the character, but also has the talent to bring this character to life. Like, um, you know, in there's scenes where she's like strong. Then there's scenes where she's empathetic. There's scenes where she's uh even like smart and capable and also vulnerable. And like you said too, like just almost like heartbroken that yeah. the world is becoming the way it is because of Max Lord and and you know and things we'll touch upon when we touch upon it. Yeah. But yeah, like I and I got um huge Superman vibes from watching this movie because like uh all, ultimately she just wants to help people. That's like all Superman, she wants to do
1: is Superman in general or, or the Christopher Reeve first movie?
2: Just Superman in general. Okay. Superman okay. in general. If uh if I would have said Superman the motion picture or a Superman movie. Yeah. Sorry I didn't specify. Um but like I got that sense that just like you know in the Best versions of Superman. He's literally just a guy that wants to help people. He yeah. has gifts and he is going to use those gifts to help people as best he can. And he is going to do whatever he can to help everyone. Hmm. He doesn't want to settle for saving one or two. He's going to try and save everyone, even the bad guys, even the bad guys. And, uh, I think I said this to you the other day, his, his whole thing is, uh, there's always a way. There's always a way to save everybody, and he's Superman, so he's going to do it. So, the end sequence, I thought, was awesome. And like, there was a couple of parts in this movie where I was like, "Man, I think like Patty Jenkins, if she was able to do what she wanted to, she could come like come out with a really good Superman movie, really good." Yeah. Hopefully, with Henry Cavill. But we'll see what happens. We don't know.
1: I mean, a lot of that could be the writing too, right? Like Jeff Johns did help on this and Jeff Johns has written Superman. So it could yeah. be a little bit of influence. The
2: yeah. Um, uh, also uh, Chris Pine, just, yeah. just great. I, I loved him in Wonder Woman. I, I love him in this one. His actual uh, role in this movie is also a minus for me, but I'll get to that. Um he actually reminded me a lot of, uh, remember in Superman Returns, uh, Perry White's son, Richard, played by uh, James Marston. James
0: Marsden, yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, and I, I remember saying, like, I always felt like James Marston's character, uh, Richard, sorry, Richard White, was literally like a human version of Superman. Right. You know, he was a great guy. He wanted to help out. He was a good dad. He could fly yeah. in a helicopter. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was and I got those vibes from uh Steve Trevor this time around because again like he's smart he's confident but at the same time there's no male ego involved he right, right. helps out whenever he can but has absolutely no problem deferring to Wonder Woman you know and literally just being like back off like no questions asked just you got this you know what i mean Yeah and never like Questions his own masculinity in doing so. It's just that's just how it is, and I thought that was very refreshing to see that, and it's beneficial to show this dynamic so that like young boys, young girls, teenagers, hell, even older guys like me and older women, you know, can see that and go, you know, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So I, I loved that. Um, any thoughts on Steve Trevor, Chris Pine? Yeah,
1: yeah, um, actually. I I wrote down all the the cast um, separately here, so while you're touching on Steve, I will hop on in, too. I loved Chris Pine in the first movie. So I was was kind of on the fence when they announced he was coming back because I was, like, excited to see him again. But at the same time, I was like, it was such a great ending to his character, too. Like, it was sad, but it was such a great way for him to go out in the first, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, I agree. I agree. So
1: I kind of felt that same way throughout this, Like the whole time he was there, I was like, I'm really happy he's here. I still had that in the back of my mind. Like, but kind of takes away a little bit from the first in a way. And yeah. So like Steve Trevor being in this again is, is both a a plus and a negative. I I really touched on the negatives.
2: Yeah. I feel the exact same way. I was happy to see him.
1: Yeah. His chemistry with Gal's amazing for one.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh
1: yeah. Together. And I really enjoyed seeing that fish out of water, uh, Tro- the flip, flip right? eh? This time. Yeah, you know, like yeah. First one, she's going to London, and she's all like, "What is? What is all this? And what is happening?" 80s, he's in the eighties. He's looking at a garbage can like it's a piece of art, and it's freaking hilarious.
2: But I also, I yeah, I like that his was more like amazement and wonderment at uh, how more advanced humanity got within the what, like eighty years or forty yeah. years in well, between? Uh, yeah, 40 well, years the in first between. First one was the twenties, right? Yeah, so or twenties. Was in the tw- I thought it was World War Two. It was World War One. Oh, if it's World War One, then yeah, it's twenties.
0: Yeah, yeah. So
2: anyway, so within eighty years, all the or sixty years, these advancements happen. So he's like, oh man, and like that scene where they go to the uh, the museum, and he sees all the old planes, or and the oh NASA, they go to NASA. That's right. When they go to yeah, NASA, and yeah, he's literally whole, like, yeah. like this this. Five-year-old kid that's like all I've ever wanted to do was fly and go to space, yeah. and now people are in space. Like, that's it. Like, he's just oh, this is so great. I was like, man, this is so awesome. And it gave so, so I love that.
1: So many great pieces of dialogue too. You know, like him talking about the parachute pants. Like, does everyone parachute now? <laughs> like, what's going <laughs> on? He's got the fanny pack, <laughs> yeah. and then when, the, uh, when uh, and then finding when out it gets to
2: the daughter, shoes. Yeah, the when he gets to the shoes, and he's just like, "I'm keeping the shoes." She's like, "You can keep the shoes." He's like, yes. <laughs> It's like, man, that's awesome. Really? Um, I do have to say that I did actually like how he was brought back um, even though it does lead into my minus. Yeah. I am like how they brought him back was good, and it served a purpose in the story, and it made sense. And it wasn't just like, okay, all right,
1: yeah, cause I mean, like like I'm gonna touch on the we will touch on the minuses, but I mean, at the same time, even though that that minus was there in the back of my mind the whole time we we're watching it, I was happy in the end that she got a proper closure with them. You know, yeah, I, oh, like, I agree. I feel like in the third one when it it will happen, she's going to be like, "Good, like everything is good. Like I got my closure with my loved one." Yeah, you know, anything can happen. Yeah, oh, I
2: agree. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. Um, and yeah, like I do, I do love that closure. And you know we'll touch upon that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, next up is uh, Kristen Wig,
0: mm-hmm.
2: who was absolutely fantastic once she made her wish. The second she made her wish, um, and you know, and I'll, I'll say it right now, ultimately Steve Trevor comes back because there's a dreamstone in play, and Diana accidentally wishes him into existence. Yeah. Much in the same way that Kristen Wiig inadvertently wishes herself to be like Diana. Yeah. That's Which, her first uh, wish. Let's
1: just be a confident, sexy woman, not knowing that all this power and everything was going to come with it.
2: Right, right, exactly. But when that happens and the switch happens and all of a sudden she's starting to realize that she's different mm-hmm. and people are reacting to her differently, that's when I'm like, okay, all right. Like, I, I'm not saying that I never thought Kristen Wiig could act. I knew she could act, but the... F- first inklings of her character is the same Kristen Wiig in most of her movies. Yes. You know, that awkward, uh, nerdy girl who, strangely enough, is not considered attractive, even though she is attractive.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Throw some glasses on her. She'll drop her papers.
2: That old movie trope, that oldest movie trope of all time. You get like, uh, what was it? She's all that. Robin Cook. Is that her name? Robin Cook. The
1: Oh, uh, Rachel Lee Cook.
2: Rachel Lee Cook, yes. Rachel e. So Cook. Rachel Lee Cook, put glasses on her. The whole school thinks she's ugly. What yeah. the fuck is You're happening? Like,
0: <laughs> I was like, she's But torn. okay.
2: Whatever. All right. <laughs> but then the glasses come off. She, like, teases her hair a bit. Literally wears the same thing she was wearing the night before. And everyone's yeah. falling over. And that's when she starts to go, oh, okay. And that's when I start to perk up. And then, of course, when... Uh, so like she does a good job of being like, you know, naive and lonely and smart and capable and also unappreciated. But then when she makes the switch, the second wish to uh, be an apex predator, which I loved that that was the phrasing and it wasn't just, oh, I want to be a cheetah. It was, I want to be an apex predator. Then she's like smart like strong, but also like malicious and mm-hmm. like there's jealousy to her as well. like. They did a really good job of making her like that twisted mirror for, uh, for Diana.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I really liked, like she did the whole, that, um, I don't know, loser geeky vibe. You know, it, it was obviously, it was Kristen Wiig. It was very Kristen Wiig. Like you said. It's yeah. basically her and like the Ghostbusters remake from a couple of years ago there and everything. Yeah.
2: Or like Bridesmaids, you know, like pretty much, yeah. what she did from Bridesmaids on with a couple of, you know, like, other yeah. variations of it.
1: I was really happy it wasn't to, like, the extremes of Jamie Foxx and Jim Carrey,
0: you know, like,
2: they oh could my be God. Her, like, a real oh. big loser. I still, like, I remember as a kid watching Batman Forever and being like, okay, I'm not sure why they did this take with Riddler, you know? When he was, like, Edward Nigma in the suit and he was trying to be like Bruce Wayne and he was rich and Nick Matek. I was like, see, that's Riddler. But that weirdo Joker thing, or sorry, Jim Carrey thing, you know, because I I shouldn't say that they cast Jim Carrey. So you're going to get Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey, especially at that point in his career.
1: And it was at that time.
2: So it's like, you, you get what you get. And, but then for Jamie Foxx to essentially do the same thing, I was so glad that, that they didn't do that with Kristen Wiig. So
0: yeah, glad,
1: so me glad. Me too, me too. So like, um, I mean, like her casting could have went either way. Yep. I, I love her as an actress, but when they announced her as being Cheetah, I was like, that is kind of weird. I'm trying yeah, to
2: picture yeah.
1: it. I'm trying to picture it, but yep. it ended up being so great. Like again, chemistry. Yeah. Her with Gal, amazing. Amazing. Yep. And I wasn't sure how they would play off each other because they're totally different in, in like their crafts, you know, like totally. That's different.
2: exactly it. Exactly sure. it. Exactly it. Um now we're down to uh for me right up there with uh Gal Godosby being the standout Pedro Pascal. I know this is shocking. This is very shocking because he's not very well known or a good actor by any means, right? Just oh. kidding, he's amazing. I love Pedro. But this uh this like trumped up portrayal of Max Lord was perfect it was so good
1: i gotta just say like it's really fucking weird that we're talking right now about his max lord and that trumped up version of max lord and washington getting destroyed in this and then it's fucking happening in the states right now
2: yeah exactly it's very uh, like uh, oh it's it's, so it's so scary right now it's it's so scary scary. like it's so crazy i hope everything
1: is a okay uh, but this is that this fuck. I'm glad I'm yeah on this side of the border right
2: now. Oh yeah, but it, it's it's coming. It's coming for us too. Like uh, we've already got Trump supporters, loud Trump supporters in, in Alberta and places all around Canada. Cool. So it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. It's sad. It's sad. Um, but like, and this was another uh, same thing with Kristen Wigg, where they announced Pedro Pascal, and I was like, okay, good. I'm 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 all right with this. I think this is awesome. And then when they said that Max Lord was going to be, like, basically like Donald Trump, I was like, oh, uh, because I, 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 it could go either way. Right. Uh, thankfully, it went perfectly, perfectly. Right. Like when it's uh, <laughs> he does his first catchphrase where it's like. Um,
1: oh, yeah. What do you say? Oh, uh, uh, it's uh, something life can be better or something like life that. is
2: good. But it can be better. I was like, and "He does oh, that little, that little, yeah." I was like, "Oh, that's." What so he did good. that to
1: Gal the first time? She's like, "Oh, okay."
2: <laughs> like, nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, doesn't uh, and and also like, so he like it's funny how they like, all of them are doing all these different things. So like, you know, uh, Max Lord is like overconfident, arrogant, but it also clearly uh, is a mask for him being like no self esteem like he is that like discarded little boy that we find out later on that his dad just didn't love him and yeah you know wasn't there for him so then you know you also get to see like like the begging and the franticness like he's just like it's kind of all over the place and then ultimately when he uh gets in contact with the dreamstone and then like crazily wishes to have all the powers of the dreamstone that blew me away
1: yeah I was like, what the hell is he gonna wish for? And then I wish to be the dreamstone.
2: I was like, what the fuck? I was stunned by that. And then from there, you get to see him like feeling like he's all powerful, but at the same time, he's fucking falling apart. So there's that desperation in there. Yeah. He's and like I said, frantic because he's gotta figure out a way to continue doing what he's doing or ultimately become all powerful before this ultimately kills him.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, it was just incredible. Just incredible! So the cast, uh, top to bottom, amazing. Uh, the kid—I wish I mentioned uh, Max's son. I, I wish I got his name down, but he was really good too.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, for, for
1: for what he was in there for. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the main cast, though, eh?
2: Yep. What are your thoughts? You got anything else to add on any of the cast members?
1: I got nothing else to say about the cast members. Um,
2: okay.
1: All four. All four were. I mean, I knew the two were going to be great. The other two, were, I was like, "Well, I mean, Pedro's awesome, and how hard is it to really play Max Lord, right?" But so Kristen Wiig was the big one where I was kind of like, I, "Yeah,
2: I, I'm, I'm hoping, I, agree. I'm I agree, I agree." I, I will say though, just to reiterate, with the the Trump version of Max Lord, I felt like there was a way that they could have it, it could have went either way. Yeah. Yes, Pedro Pascal's a really good actor, but I mean, if it wasn't written so well that's one of the things that the i noticed the reviews don't touch upon too much is that all these characters are actually written really well Mm -hmm. and they're all fleshed out really well and they all all four of them have an actual arc you know Yeah. yeah some are bigger than others like obviously you know steve trevor's arc is the smallest but his informs diana's arc which
0: yeah you yeah, know, which
2: is really great, too.
1: It took about a quarter of the film for him to come in, and then he leaves probably like about a quarter before the end, so.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, yeah, so that's amazing. My next, uh, one of my other things I really liked, I liked the flying scene where Diana learns from Steve how to fly. The visual looked great. Uh, and I also liked the swinging from lightning. I thought that was great. I remember when I oh, saw that I in the trailer.
1: The springing off the lightning friggin' visually and just, that's cool i wish
2: there was more of that actually yeah less flying and more of the swinging from lightning bolts but either way i liked that she used it not i wouldn't necessarily say to fly but to actually glide and catch the wind currents and stuff but either way it looked awesome that's
1: that's the way i kind of took it too. that she wasn't actually flying she was learning how to glide from what he told her while they were flying
2: yeah but it was awesome and i also thought it, it just added to her uh her repertoire so to speak
1: yeah for sure the visible jet stuff was kind of cool too
2: <laughs> yeah i was uh, i actually did almost didn't uh, put that in there
1: i wonder for years how my father like hit that island so i've been practicing and and she makes this jet vanish i was like oh my god they fit the invisible jet into this
2: i said the same thing i went i can't fucking believe they put the invisible jet in and here it, and it wasn't
1: was just like, cheesy either like they did they figured out a way to make it not cheesy which is crazy yeah
2: exactly exactly because the concept is insane, like really.
0: Oh, yeah, by me, because sense. in
2: comic books and cartoons, they have to draw it where you see her in the cockpit, yeah, floating in air essentially with like a dotted line around the so it's always been a ridiculous concept if you think about it. Yeah, it would literally just be a ship with like you wouldn't see in it or anything like that. So but it was really cool that they did that. I thought that was really cool. I was, I,
1: like, I, I was kinda I was grinning when that came on. And then and then that of course leads into that gorgeous friggin' fireworks scene. Like just Yes. Beautiful fireworks scene. Yes. Uh,
2: it was literally put in just for the visual. <laughs> that scene oh, yeah. was I mean, totally
1: they could have cut that and probably purely a visual
2: thing. Minutes, but um, next up, I loved the mall sequence. I thought It was a great way to reestablish Diana Mm -hmm. and show the 80 setting and like one, two punch, you know, and also that ultimately the robbery that she foiled introduces the Dreamstone, which starts the whole story.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which uh,
1: I think this is getting a bad rap online. This whole mall sequence, everyone's bitching about it. I I don't know why, because I thought it was a great way to open it. I thought the way she kind of glided, like she was on ice was a little too extreme at times. But yep. but it was cool. She takes out the cameras. You know, we're in the 80s. There's no cell phones or anything yet. There's nothing that she really has to worry about. Everyone's yeah. like, oh, she shushed the little girl. That's stupid. Everyone else can see her. I'm like, well, what else is anyone going to say? Oh, there was some woman flying around the mall. Like, you can't really.
2: Yeah. I mean, it. we're we're actually the more you speak, we're, the more we're getting into a minus. Because like some of these scenes I have positives, but I also have negatives as yeah. well.
1: But um, I, I thought it was I thought it was really cute. I thought it was a nice heartwarming moment that she had with that little girl. And it was, I so did too. I thought I, the whole thing was great. I don't think she do this and tell the girl to be quiet. I think she was just having a little moment with her. And, and that was it.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was great. I, I loved the whole sequence. And uh, like I said, it was a great way to reintroduce her to audiences. Yeah introduce the 80 setting, um, and then still s- established that she's trying to do this, uh, on the download.
0: Right.
2: Um, well, do you have, what's your, your next like?
1: I I'm done with likes, man.
2: Ooh. Okay. All right. So I'm going
1: <laughs> to,
2: Hey, so I'm going to go for a bit. I'm going to go for a bit. Okay. <laughs> for uh, a bit. you it, just it, chime it'll, in.
1: It'll, yeah. You know, you, yeah, you chime, right in,
2: chime in whenever. Can okay? chime. Yeah. Uh, I loved the foreshadowing of the gold eagle armor, uh, especially because like when I saw it in uh, promos, and uh, I was like, Ugh. "Cause I really like Wonder Woman's costume. I think her costume, the way that they've updated it in uh, Batman v Superman, and then just tweaked it slightly for the rest of the movies, is perfect. I like that it's battle armor, you know? Yeah. So. I was worried that we weren't going to see enough of that and it was going to be overshadowed by the golden armor. But like I said, so I thought the golden armor looked cool. I liked the foreshadowing right away uh and even the fact that uh, they they talk about Asp- Asteria uh Asperia, yeah, Asteria. They they mention her and they they foreshadow this stuff. And even just um oh what was I going to say? Oh, the, just the fact that you knew she was going to wear the armor and it all kind of, it made sense, right? Like there was going to be some reason for her to wear the armor. Um, So yeah, so I liked that. Uh, I liked, I liked how the Dreamstone gave you your wish, but it was at a price.
1: That I liked. That was cool. That
2: I thought was really cool. So like in uh, Barbara's case, uh, Kristen Wake's character, she, you know, became more like Diana. But also started to started to lose all the goodness that was in her. That was her trade off. Yeah, and that's what made her make the second wish to become the apex predator because she was no longer the uh, you know that dorky sidekick that she would have been had she never done this. Right. Right. But I also, um, and I like how that wasn't so heavy handed. It was just you start to see Barbara changing mentally. But also with Diana, they subtly start to tease that she's losing her powers. I remember we got to the scene where, um, oh, they're going to break into Max Lord's place. And there's that big, huge padlock on the garage door.
1: And she couldn't, yeah.
2: And she's having a hard time breaking it off. And I remember right away, I went, oh, she's losing her powers. So they didn't flat out go, hey, guys, she's losing her powers. So they sl- subtly did it. And then once you get to the... Uh, Saudi Arabia I think that's where they went the Middle Eastern country
1: yeah, yeah it's like Egypt or something
2: oh Egypt yes yes that's right so once they got to Egypt then you really start to see that she's you know losing her powers but I, mean, I love that that was the trade off
1: like she's yeah. bleeding and she's like oh my god I'm bleeding Like,
2: yeah she's like what the hell and yeah. like even Steve Trevor's just like what the fuck is happening and I love that that was the trade off for her wishing Steve Trevor into existence yeah because when he does like he, cause he does the same thing in the first movie as he does in this movie where in the first movie he's like, look, Diana, I have to go. I have to do this. I have to fly this plane and stop this. Otherwise people are gonna die. And she doesn't want him to go but she realizes that he has to, right? And yeah. this is the same thing. So while she now gets to say goodbye and she gets to say, look, like I enjoyed every second of it. He's like, I did too, but you know that I have to go. You have to renounce this wish. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. And I like that there was the renouncing of the wish in play as well. Yeah. Um, Two more, and then we'll get to the dislikes, okay? Right on. So, um, actually, you know what? I'll save the best for last. I loved Cheetah. I loved the way she looked. I loved the way she moved. I loved how she was a physical intelligent and emotional threat to diana like this was not her best friend but it was definitely on the cusp she she liked her she thought we could be friends and then to have her immediately turn and then become so ruthless i thought was so good and that fight scene was really good i wish it was a little bit more uh brightly lit you know
0: yes but it it was it was awesome like
2: But oh, so good, so good.
1: And like every step of Cheetah was awesome too, like right from the start to the full transformation. Yes, Um, yes. But the full transformation is also my dislike, so we'll get to that. Yep. But amazing, like I I love the fact that that creepy raper, she bumps into him again and beats the living shit out of him. Like (sighs) that was awesome.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was really, and you knew it was gonna happen too. But I also liked how, um, like, she's really giving it to him. And then that bum that she always uh, helps out and gives food and stuff is like, Barbara, like, what, what is you happening? Doing? You know? And, and, then, and then it's just like, uh, what the hell did she say? Well, oh, she pulled that line from Diana where she's just like, oh, it's, it's just a uh, momentum. I shifted my hips and used his body weight against him. But yeah. he's like, what the hell? But anyway, no, no, that's not, that's not. Oh,
1: that's, she says that to herself while she's kicking right. the ass. That's you right. Guy she, comes that's up right. She just says something like, mind your own business. Or Yeah,
2: that's right. Mind your own business. She says it to herself like, oh, Diana's right. It is just yep. momentum and stuff. Um, but ultimately, uh, I really loved how Diana was able to save the world. Just by using the truth and appealing to the world. And this is where I really got strong Superman vibes. This is because, like, some of the best Superman fights are when he doesn't actually fist fight, but he appeals to the, the good nature of people as a whole.
0: Yeah. So I
2: thought that was really cool. Like, I loved when, uh, when Max is just like, like, you're not going to make me change my mind. And she's like, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to all of them. I thought that scene was awesome. Like that actually made the movie for me. If they didn't have that in there, I wouldn't have been as uh, as positive with this movie. But I really enjoyed that sequence.
1: I enjoyed that scene too. See, this is like I watched Wonder Woman One the night before, which was both a good thing and a bad thing for me. Because Okay. I, I as much as I enjoyed that scene, like that is an awesome scene, it's also like
0: a downgrade from the Ares fight in a way.
2: It is. You know it know is. It I actually have an idea of how they could have fixed that, but we'll get that. We'll talk about that in my dislikes because it is right. in my dislikes. But go on.
1: Okay. No, that, 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 that was that.
2: Oh yeah. That's it. That's yeah. So basically for me overall, I really enjoyed this movie. It's, uh, it's not a worthy sequel though. That's, that's part of it. It's it's not uh, as it, good as I would have liked it to be. So, like, for instance, yeah. I'll jump right in right away because I'm talking over to you anyway. <laughs> My first dislike <laughs> is uh, this movie felt rushed, which is weird because it had a lot of time to be tweaked and finessed. Yep. But, like, they they literally did a focus group test, and the people were like, I- it's confusing. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It seems a little rushed. So. It was weird that they didn't just go, okay, well, if we have to push it back anyway, why don't we tweak it and fine-tune it a bit, right? And try to make this a little bit better movie. And but they did they obviously didn't. And like I said, even though it had so much time in between the first movie, yeah, it kind of felt like it was made within, you know, four or five months and they just kind of went, ugh.
0: No, and that it, ties into the special it effects too. It definitely has a rush vibe to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. So where 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 should we start
1: here? Where where should we start? Let me let me look what I got going on here. Special effects. Yeah, you're right. There's there's a few moments in the movie where it's clear as day CGI.
2: Yeah. So like when you said originally, like at the beginning in the mall, where like there's that almost floating effect when she's yeah. jumping around and stuff. Like uh, the very apparent wire work. Yeah. So that was one of those where I was like, see that's a." So my first two points kind of blend together because A, it's rushed. Mm-hmm. And then because of that, a lot of the special effects weren't as polished as they could have been or, or should have been, I should say.
1: Because, I mean, it's kind of, yeah, it's when you compare it to the first Wonder Woman or Batman vs Superman or anything, like the visual effects in this aren't as good as those. And it's I'll even reference like you said, like maybe they couldn't shoot anything during COVID, but I mean, this was supposed to come out in March and it got pushed to December. They had all kinds of fucking time to clean up the visual effects.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Um, so like, like I was saying, I'll even reference Justice League, which is like one of the least popular version uh, in the, in all of their movies, all yeah. the DCEU yeah. movies. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not counting uh the Joker on this list because that's not part of it. Mm -hmm. But even in uh Justice League, it was way more polished this than this. And some of that uh Joss Whedon stuff was very quick, very slapped together, very rushed. And you can see the the change. You know when it's Snyder and you know when it's Whedon. Yeah. But even still, that there's a lot of, like, really the only uh, shitty special effects that I particularly noticed was when you can tell that it was a reshot Superman.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, the Superman stuff's god-awful in Justice League.
2: Yeah. So, but so for this one, there's no excuse for it, you know? Like, there's literally no excuse. I, I wouldn't say there was an excuse for it in Justice League, but Justice League looked a lot nicer than this, and it shouldn't have.
0: Yeah. No, it should not. No, definitely. You know. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So, so that's where I'm at with the special effects, which unfortunately carries over through the course of the movie.
1: Yeah. Um. See, where should I start on my list here? I'm going to just go with. Um, I'm gonna st- I'm going to start with Steve Trevor. Okay. I'm going to start with the Steve Trevor. That's
2: that's my next one. So okay. that's
1: perfect. So, Steve Trevor returning inside the body of another man was weird.
0: Weird. I didn't it was like it either. weird
1: it was weird for a couple reasons number one when everyone else made their wish they physically got what they wished for So why did diana get just steve's conscience in another man?
2: exactly exactly now my theory on this uh, was Was because steve trevor died? <laughs> 60 years ago. Yeah, and there was that concern That all of a sudden steve trevor would just show up. I You know, like if they would have explained that, I might have been a little bit more forgiving. I just felt like they made it too convoluted Mm because you're right. Like everyone literally got what they wanted like that. I mean, hell, the one dude half-assed wished for a coffee. Yeah. He got it like instantly. Yeah. You know? Here's your coffee. So instead we've got, uh, you know, Steve Trevor in some – and it's not even like a random like dude that was created for the purpose of this wish. They hijacked a dude's body, you know? And that's that the other
0: thing,
1: like the hijacking of my body, the fact that they're just all right with taking over this other guy's life, you know? This guy could have family, friends, and you're just- No one's weirded body. out by it yeah. at all. And and I mean, it, like, it, it was so out of character for both Steve and Diana to do something like that. Oh. It's so selfish. It's
2: so selfish exactly exactly and they're they're cool with
1: it they're just like they're walking around going oh this guy's got nice pictures oh look at his clothes and like and and they're just cool with it and then and then she fucks him like in this other The other part
2: uh now admittedly i did not uh make the rape connotations uh at all i didn't think of it in those contexts and stuff like that but there is definitely like you read enough Reviews, and that's one of the big glaring issues. And I was like, oh, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Because, of course, we're talking about forcefully hijacking this dude's body. Yeah. Now, uh, let's hope he has no recollection. I know at the end they hint that he doesn't at all. But so now we've got a, a consent issue, which is a rape issue, right? Yeah. So I never made those uh, connotations, but I totally understand it. And I, I totally get the concern for it. Um, which it's really surprising too, because like one third of the writing staff is a woman. Mm -hmm. The director was a woman (laughs) or is a woman, you know? Um, In fact, the screenplay or the story idea was literally Jeff Johns and Patty Jenkins. So at some point this idea came up and nobody sat there and went, "Ugh." ugh, like even the fact that they had that, cutesy exchange at the end with and the guy is literally cast as the handsome man he doesn't get a fucking name he just gets handsome man
1: it was a hallmark moment that ending
2: yeah we're like they're having this conversation and they're almost hinting that there's a possibility that you know diana will hook up with him in some way shape or form and it's just like that doesn't make it okay yeah that doesn't you know and Oh, like that was one of the things like I I was I was glad to see Steve Trevor back in a way that made sense. But immediately once I realized that it was just some other dude's body, I was like, I don't like this. This is it's dumb. It was I, too much. It yeah. didn't need to be that.
0: No, no.
2: He could have just been like if anyone said, hey, you look a lot like this guy in this picture, Steve Trevor. And he could say, yeah, that's because that's my great, great grandfather. Yeah, I mean, they could have
1: they could have done anything. Like, I don't know, maybe they were thinking, like, well, how are we going to bring him back physically? What if she went and looked at her photo of, of them all together from the first movie, and Steve's not in the photo anymore? What if he's gone from the photo?
2: Yeah.
0: Take
2: Although that, I, I, I mean, that's a better idea than what we got, but I still wouldn't like that. I either. Mean, no,
1: <clears throat> but it's better than just a but hand I get out of his grave, you know what I mean? I,
2: yeah, <laughs> no, I, like I said, like, it is better than what we got, um, but I agree with you. Right away, they could have just had him just come into being, and that's so it. So, like,
1: it, it, Steve Trevor is the big one in the movie, where it's like it's a plus, but it's also a big negative. Like, so many of the problems of the movie come from his return.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, so my next one is in the mall scene. Yeah, she takes out the cameras to hide her existence. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That totally tracks. As long as you don't think about the countless people who continuously see her in her Wonder Woman armor throughout the movie. Not just in the mall sequence. Yeah, she just the girl. And of course, the girl isn't going to say anything because it's kind of that same uh, scene like in Spider-Man 2. When Peter Parker is maskless on the subway and the kids are like, they give him his mask and they're like, we'll never tell. That's fine. That's totally fine. I'm okay with it. But everyone else in the mall is going to suddenly forget that she was wearing borderline the American flag (laughs) as a costume. Yep. You know, so it's like, yeah, they made a point of saying, oh, no, no, she took out all the cameras. But if she really did not want to be seen or they didn't want anyone to make any connections to some of the two or three pictures that are floating around of her from World War I, why wouldn't she just wear a mask and and a full bodysuit? You know, all black or whatever. I mean, hell, it could have been like in that uh what was it? The 70s era of the comic book where she had no powers, it was just martial arts and she had that like white jumpsuit type of thing. They could have just threw a mask on that and that would have been, you know,
0: something. And it,
1: yeah, it's funny you bring this up cuz this was actually my next my next point is that I you know what the stuff with the mall and, and the few appearances she makes in her wonder woman gear to other people okay like again in the 80s there was really no way to like capture these moments unless there was a photographer there Ray right a rock
2: or a camera of any or like a video camera of any way shape or but the white
1: house part man the fact that wonder woman was in the white house yep so many plot holes for the rest of the series like batman versus superman bruce wayne not knowing she fucking exists when she was in the white house in the 80s when he was alive
2: like come on that's literally my next point that's my next point
1: you know So, so so like again the white house is another one of the pro cons because it's a great moment between her and cheetah and that that humanity that she feels that she's disappointed and she's hurt And having to think, like, maybe I have to get rid of Steve. Like, all of the character moments in that are so good. But the fact that it's happening in the White House is fucking stupid.
2: (laughs) It, I, like, I mean, again, like, I get it. It makes sense. Because Max Lord is using the camera to grant all the wishes to the world. So she has to appeal to everybody in this way. But again, it's the same thing in the mall. Like, it's, it's a really cool, awesome idea. Until you really think about it because like I love that she appealed to humanity and humanity overall was like, you know what? Yeah, and they all renounced their wishes, right? Mm -hmm. And they all renounced their wishes But it doesn't change the fact that like you said she was on camera so the entire World (laughs) is now aware that this woman who you know reports have been talking about for a little while now in Washington DC you know, and in and around that area. Yeah. Well now she's out there and I literally have it. And there's no mention of it in Batman V Superman. There's no mention of it in justice league. There's no like, Oh, Hey, didn't I see you in the eighties? What have you been doing since the eighties, you know? So it's like, I know that DC really is doing this thing where they'll, the main DCEU is going to be just like they're doing now. So Shazam, And Aquaman and Wonder Woman, there's links to the other movies, but they're not like uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, how it bleeds into uh, Age of Ultron. And all those movies kind of bleed in and bleed out and where you don't necessarily have to watch those movies, but it actually adds to the whole picture when you do. Now they're just kind of picking and choosing what they want to reference which I'm fine with as long as it's not dumb and doesn't make me go like, well, how the fuck, how is it a big shock when he gets the disc drive and finds out that Wonder Woman's been around since the, you know, the 20s yep. and yet also in the 80s, right? So it's just like, ah. And I mean, ah.
1: it, uh, you know, like another thing is like, she made the jet go invisible. She knows the power to make things visible. Why does she not hide herself in public? Am I right? She could hide herself in public.
2: Well, remember, uh, the only time she did it prior to that, it was a coffee cup. Right. And then she lost it.
1: Right. <laughs> so she went from a coffee cup to a jet. That's a big step.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, so uh, ultimately what this movie is, it's a really good movie as long as you don't think about it. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly that's the problem I'm having. It's so like, even that. as I was reviewing this to myself, I was like, wait a minute. I have way more dislikes than I thought because, you know, there's a lot of, that was really cool, but.
0: Right. Right. um, And
1: and it's not, you know, like, it's not a bad movie. It's not. I'm not one of those DC haters, you know, like, as far as I'm concerned, the MCU has just as many movies with failure, like bad plot holes and shit as this one does. Oh, yeah. I mean it's hard I notice, it's hard and, and especially like I just watched the first the night before this to me the first is a perfect superhero movie. Perfect. so
2: oh, good. It's so good. Perfect. It's, so good. So, it's so good.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It's like
2: Yeah. Um
0: All right. So
2: This is my next one. It's uh I actually kind of wish that uh the the final battles were reversed. Mm-hmm. So that The Max Lord, the, you know, appealing to human nature, that whole thing, that's first. And then it leads into the battle with Cheetah. And then it would actually, when I was thinking about it today, I was like, oh, so it's like uh, the final battle between Green Goblin and Spider-Man in the first Spider-Man movie, where it's intimate. It's just the two of them. It's not in front of the whole city or in front of the entire globe. It's so, I don't know. I feel like that would have, uh, would also, you could have lengthened the fight a bit more, you know?
1: I th- You know what? That's a great idea. If they would have reversed it, cause it could have been like everyone's revoking their wish except Barbara.
2: Right. Because like,
1: you know, so, so Wonder Woman could be fighting her going revoke it like the whole time, you know, like, yeah, just,
2: just renounce your wish. Like, please, words, you're better finally, than this.
1: The finally, you know, she submits. She finally revokes
2: in the end. like Or doesn't, and Diana's got to put her down hard, or something happens, and then Cheetah gets away. Because that's they, they don't really give you an idea as to why Cheetah would have renounced her wish. Yeah. They just show her back as Barbara. Yeah. And there's nothing leading up to that point that would make you think she would have renounced her wish. You know? I mean, she literally made herself stronger to prevent diana from stopping max from doing this because she didn't want to change back she liked how she was so i think i mean your way where she does ultimately renounce that could work i i I don't know if i would have i know that i would have preferred her to kind of be out there type of thing because i mean maybe it's just because i've read comic books my entire life but like They're so quick to get rid of these bad guys. Like in some cases, like Thanos has to be killed, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, but Ultron didn't have to be completely wiped out. I know you could argue there's a way for him to have uh, figured it out. We just don't know it yet. But Ultron didn't have to be knocked out completely, right? Right. Uh, Red Skull could have showed up in any other iteration before Endgame, even though the Endgame stuff was awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, so they get rid of these characters so easily that it's just like, really? Yeah,
0: it, it's sad. Like, right? Look at
2: Spider-Man. Spider-Man's two villains out. are still alive.
0: Yeah, they
1: want they want the universe to go on forever, but they're wiping out the villains. Like, there's only a limited amount of really good villains. Yeah. Exactly. character has like 20 villains or whatever, but yeah. there's a very small handful that are really good, powerful villains.
2: Yeah, and I mean, granted, you don't want to constantly reuse the same three villains you know but at the same time keep that in your back pocket because i mean eventually like i said like luckily spider-man you know vulture's still alive you know we've got hints of scorpion obviously yeah we haven't really confirmed that mysterio's dead you know yeah but i mean if they killed everyone off what spider-man gonna fight next paste pot pete like really (laughs)
0: like
2: This is so it's just like, but yeah, I don't know. i I, I just thought the the switch would have been really cool because you still have the impactful, beautiful moment where ultimately humanity, much like ninety or what seventy uh, percent of America rejected t- Donald Trump, <laughs> you know, they reject, they renounce the 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 wishes. Um, and then you have that intimate fight where maybe she does renounce, maybe she doesn't, right? Um and also, getting back to the I hated how the wish didn't change everything back to normal yeah you know so again getting back to so regardless of Wonder Woman let's say for whatever reason nobody saw Wonder Woman on camera nobody knew it was Wonder Woman and and all those instances where she's seen by some cases hundreds of people they all just kind of collectively forgot for whatever reason there's still the ramifications of like in Egypt there was an entire wall created Yeah. Right? It didn't just disappear, it just crumbled. So now there's a clear indication that there was a wall made, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Just the fact that like, the entire world is essentially in disarray because everyone was getting wishes, um, but then all of a sudden they lose their wishes, but everything still stays the same. So there's still that aftermath that again goes, well, how come that isn't even brought up in any of these other movies? Exactly.
1: Like, to me, Lex Luthor's got this thing on for Superman because he's this God, like this other worldly being. This shouldn't be a surprise to you if fucking walls were appearing in the '80s and disappearing, and fucking everything was going crazy. Like, yeah, there's, there's nut- nutty shit out there, Lex. I mean, like this dude flying yeah, exactly in
2: blue exactly. is not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. It, like, this
1: movie being in the eighties and having such an audience, like the whole world watching really puts the future movies, like the, 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 the past movies that we've seen in a really garbage position. Like, yeah, you know? Yeah. So
2: again, it's, it's really cool as long as you don't think about it.
1: Exactly. Like if it was taking place in the current time, A-okay, right on. Like maybe they should have saved Max Lord for the third Wonder Woman you know, and made this yeah. smaller thing with Cheetah.
2: Exactly. Like the, you know, and that's a, the really good point. Maybe build up. So Cheetah is ultimately the big bad. And then maybe have like another like minor villain in between to kind of get her to that point. Right. Yep. Um, Cause then, then yeah, the stuff with Diana and Barbara, I think would have been more impactful too because they would have had half a movie to become better friends. Right. Yeah. So that if she does renounce, then it's a very like feel good moment. But if she doesn't renounce, it's actually kind of heartbreaking because while Diana ultimately saves the world, she couldn't save her best friend. Exactly. Right. So it's just like, oh, okay, all right. Um, <laughs> this one is just one of those like, yeah, of course. Uh, but Michelle and I both eye rolled when Diana and Steve managed to break into the air airport. I mean, it's the 80s, right? So I even said that. I said that a couple of times throughout the movie. I was like, well, it's the 80s, right? So not a lot of security, but it's still just like, okay. So then they managed to find a plane that has a full tank of gas. It's yep. not locked up by any way, in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Trevor is able to fucking fly this thing with a 60-year window in between flying planes. You know? <laughs> and he's it's literally like uh i don't know if i can click 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 yep i got this let's go what the like (laughs) like immediately i was like oh geez and it actually kind of reminded me of um oh remember in winter soldier where uh nat and steve steal a truck yep and nat makes that comment she's like uh oh, I, I didn't know uh, Captain America knew how to hotwire a vehicle. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, we had to steal Nazi vehicles or whatever. And they kind of just throw it away. Like, it's a quick comment type of thing. And I was reminded of this because I remember thinking at the time, I was like, oh, that's kind of neat that they, wait, hold on. If you could hotwire vehicles in fucking like, World War II, that doesn't mean you can hotwire vehicles in 2015 or when that movie came. It was 2015, right? <laughs> Regardless."
0: Yeah. Thir- 13,
2: 13, 20, we'll say 2013 to 2016. We'll give that buffer. It's but anyway, regardless, you know, the, like it's not going to be just as simple as him going like, Oh yeah. Just, just like in the forties. No big
1: deal. eh? Maybe they're all in the matrix and they're all like, Hey, teach me this. Right. I know right, how but to fly this plane,
2: <laughs> at least that was like a quick scene. You know, they're in the car for 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Right. This was an entire like we have to fly to Egypt, so the tank of gas is full so they can get to Egypt, yeah. right? It does lend into the fireworks scene, which is gorgeous, but it's like, okay, all right <laughs> um, wh- uh, what else you got?
1: okay, so mine my, my my next big one, you know what? I maybe should I do the big big one right now, or just a few little things?
2: Save the big one for last, bro?
1: the big one, okay, so. Simple one, I missed the sword. I missed the sword and shield. I dig the whip, but the whip being hundred percent exclusive in this lasso ah, the lasso, lasso, yeah, the lasso still, I really miss and again, this is because I just watched the first movie night before, and she, she's awesome nope.
2: it's it's not because of that because I had the same thought in my head. I was like it it was disappointing to not see her with the sword and shield now. In certain contexts, I understood. In the mall scene, yeah. there's no need for the sword and shield because no. she's fighting regular people. Yeah, And I guess because the gold eagle armor was in play, there was no need for her to have a sword and shield to fight Cheetah. But she could have had the sword and shield in Egypt when she was basically fighting uh, yeah. whatever that military troop that Lord had yeah. bartered for. But yeah, it was, it was a missed opportunity. It also ties into one thing that I, uh, and Michelle had said this too, and I was uh, I kind of played it, played it off at first, but the more I thought about it, I was like, yeah, actually, she was totally right. Um, luckily, she doesn't watch too much of these videos. She doesn't know that I said she was right. But I liked how they started to tease her theme song throughout the movie But it was disappointing that at no point in time did we get the full on like tribal drums, like that whole like clap, like when you saw the trailer in Batman v Superman, and they had that thing playing, you were like, holy fuck, you know, and every time she's like, even in uh, Wonder Woman, they build it up, build it up. And then when you finally get it, you're like, holy fuck, they didn't have that. And it was disappointing. It came close.
1: I also have that written down. And it's funny. Adrian felt the same way. We watched all the end credits right to the very end. And at the very end, screen's black, everything's over. She went, they didn't play the theme.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Because that's the same thing.
1: That theme. Is fucking powerful. It's all. It is so
2: so powerful.
1: Good, and I mean, like you said, they got they they kind of like sneak little little bits of it in here and there. Little bits, but it's little bits builds
2: it builds, but then it doesn't get to that point. Never there, and And it's it's awesome because it's iconic and it's also uh, it suits her character so well.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like exactly. But it's ironic though too because the first Wonder Woman was Rupert Gregson Williams. Amazing score! He didn't come back for some reason. Hans Zimmer came back. He came out of superhero retirement again for this. It's I know that the guy that wrote the theme for Batman versus Superman didn't put it in here.
2: It blew me away. I actually was surprised when I saw. I I said to Michelle, I went, "Oh, Hans Zimmer's doing the soundtrack." She's like, "Oh, Hans Zimmer." I'm like, "Uh, "Yeah, you know, he's done a bunch of the soundtracks for. He's He's good." For the superman stuff, but I agree completely. Like, it's you're right, ironic is the word that he's the guy that created that, and then they didn't use it,
1: and then they didn't use it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I gotta to touch quickly on the golden eagle armor, okay?
2: Uh, I'm gonna just jump in real quick,
1: okay? Actually, you know what? Um, you're right,
0: I'm gonna save that, I'm gonna save it for the end here. Uh...
2: Oh, uh, getting back to Cheetah real quick. I was surprised and also disappointed that Cheetah renounced her wish to be an Apex Predator.
0: Yeah.
2: With no explanation, no real reasoning behind it. They just kind of quick show her and she's back to being Barbara. And I was like, ah.
1: She never said it, though. They don't
0: show her saying it.
2: But she's not Cheetah at the end of the movie. I don't. I mean, unless it's one of those where it's a byproduct where yeah, because Max Lord renounced his wishes it you know, but it's still just like unless it's one of those where they, they use it to bring her back for the third because she was so well received so she spends most of the third movie or maybe a good chunk of the first 40 minutes or so trying to get that back then, maybe because that's similar to how her characters in the comic right. books, but
1: All I know is I love Cheetah and I think she got ripped in this movie.
2: Yeah. 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 So ultimately I'll say mine real quick. This is my last point of this whole movie and then it's you and you can steal the show. So overall, while I liked the movie, I actually really did enjoy the movie. I keep going back to that. As long as I don't think about it, I really enjoyed the movie. Mm -hmm. So I liked it even though it felt rushed. It was sloppily pieced together I really, really hope that the third movie is as good or better than the first. Yeah, and that's yep. it. That's where I'm at.
1: The movie was the movie was too long and needed a way tighter edit.
2: Uh, you know what? If it even the length of time wouldn't have been so bad if uh, it didn't meander as much.
1: That's the thing. Like I felt it. I I felt it. I don't. I could do a two and a half hour movie, no problem. As long Not as I can feel it. Halfway through the movie, yeah. I was like, I was feeling that little bit of like I shut my phone off and I was feeling that urge to turn my phone back on. just <laughs> <should> say that. <laughs> so uh, uh, uh. okay, so here's the here's the final thing, and this is a big thing. There's too much Max Lord in this. And I know it's good to flesh out villains. I like it when villains are fleshed out, but mm-hmm. there was too much of him in. I felt like Diana's story was constantly put on pause. to show shit with him that I really didn't give a fuck about. Like, yeah, that's right. I
2: never even thought of
1: that. Yeah, and, and how they're doing for oil and stuff. Like I didn't care. Like one of the special things about the first is you never leave Diana's side throughout the whole thing. That's right. Actually, there the entire time. That's right. So with this, to have her story constantly paused. The flip over the Max Lord, like yeah, you gotta flesh him out a bit because otherwise he's just a one-note villain and it's it's boring. But it was too much. There was too much Max Lord.
2: It's like uh, watching the 1989 Batman. It's called Batman, and it's a but joke. it's actually it's actually a Joker movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right. I never even thought of that, and you're totally correct. Totally yeah. correct.
1: And, and like another thing with there being too much Max is I found there wasn't enough. Cheetah, they oh, yeah. like, her completely to secondary villain status, and it was so co- uncool because I was pumped for Cheetah. Like I, after the first movie, I was like, "Oh, I hope they do Cheetah in the sequel." And then they uh, announced to do doing Cheetah, and I'm like, "Yes!" And what we get is a two to three four minute Cheetah fight at the very end, like in full Cheetah form, and that's it.
2: Right. It uh it's kind of like uh, Spider-Man Three with the uh, Venom. Just yeah. kind of like immediately thrown in at the end, and then it's like a uh, big battle, and then and then that's it. And you're just yeah. like, "Wow, oh, okay, all right." Go Especially on. because, like like I was alluding to with Cheetah, because you know in this version, it works better if they're best friends. You know, it's uh, it's kind of like, Wonder Woman, right? So in Wonder Woman, she's essentially with Steve Trevor for about a week, right? She's so like broken hearted about this guy that she's only known for a week that she spends like 80 years essentially just not trying to see anyone else because nobody can measure up to the guy that she's only known for a week. So now you're supposed to really feel for this relationship that uh, Cheetah and Wonder Woman have, but it's not as impactful because they were friends for two seconds.
0: Right. And,
2: and Two minutes of actual like screen time where they were uh, bonding and then it immediately gets into she's starting to become Cheetah. Yeah. And then that's that. And then, of course, yeah, you're right. Uh, Max Lord dominates this fucking movie. <clears throat> he
1: dominates it. And that's the thing. Like if they would have pushed Max Lord to the third movie, keep him out of this 100 percent. Make this like a lower key. They could. It could have been a two-hour movie, a tight two-hour movie with Diana and Barbara being friends, being enemies. Diana not giving up on her in the end, you know. Yeah, don't like, have Steve in this at all. Cut the Dreamstone out. Don't have Steve in it at all. Have Steve also come back in that third one with Max Lord, because again, for her to just mm-hmm. like be good with Steve being gone now, like obviously she's not good, but she's smiling and everything at the end. So why thirty years after this she's talking to Bruce about Steve and him bringing her a picture and going oh my picture yeah it doesn't make sense he should have came back after Batman versus Superman she should have found yeah. McClure in the third movie
2: I hundred I actually hundred percent agree hundred percent agree I think uh, you're you're totally right Um, mm-hmm. especially because well like you said well now we've got an entire two hours to build up the relationship between the two of them mm-hmm. hell you can even bring back uh, Doctor Poison from the first movie. Right. I mean, it doesn't even she could do the same thing she did in the first movie. Show up. Yeah. Be a little bit of an adversary um, for Diana. And it could have been something as simple as like Diana's like wrecking her uh, experiments and then finds out that she's like geriatric. <laughs>
1: she, would have been a great, she would have been a great opening villain. Like, <laughs> right. Ayrton, exactly. Batman,
2: like, um, or and even like maybe she helps to change Cheetah so that something. it leads into the final battle like she was regardless
1: making, she was making those those drugs and shit for the for the german dude in the first movie making them all super powerful and crazy
2: yeah yeah exactly
1: why, why <clears throat> she still be alive 60 years, like have her older don't have her in yeah. the first movie but what if yep. she like the movie starts with diana capturing her after all these years of trying to find dr poison and then barbara finds out about dr poison and and you're right she could have got her cheetah powers from dr poison
2: or like leading into it like yeah. cuz like I like that there was a mysticism to to Cheetah's powers. And I also like that in in most versions of her character, how it's like a mysticism thing. Because Mm -hmm. again, we're looking at ideally like that uh, flip side of the coin for Diana, right? Yeah. So Diana's flip is is Cheetah, right? Uh, Superman's strangely enough is Lex Luthor, but still you got Batman and Joker. They're two sides of the same coin. And it works really well. So I feel like she'd almost have to be a, mystis, a mystic. But, I mean, if it was entirely science and it made sense, then I wouldn't complain. But, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah.
1: So, so now the final thing I'm going to mention is, is the armor. The foreshadowing and everything with the armor was cool. The little backstory thing, like, but she held off hundreds, and hundreds of men. Okay, so Dan is losing her powers, obviously losing her powers. Why is she not wearing the fucking armor in the White House scene? Why is she rocking it after getting her powers back? It makes no goddamn sense at all. <laughs> yeah. She learns how to fly. Now she's got a fucking armored suit with wings. Who gives a shit? She can fly now. <laughs> like it made no sense bringing that in at the end of the movie. No sense. That's
2: right. I forgot to put that on there because I remember like like, like I, I'm with you where I liked the visual, I liked the setup, but I also didn't like how quickly it was dismantled.
1: Yeah, like Cheetah rips at the shit. She should have worn out to protect herself during the scenes where she was losing her powers. It could have still got destroyed by Cheetah in the White House. Bring but at back that point, she's already full-powered anyway. Bring back the Sword and Shield for the final fight, blocking Cheetah yeah. with the shield. That would have been fucking badass.
2: Maybe uh, cut a bit of her tail off so there's that remnants of, like, oh, I'm going to get you, Diana. Just something that you, you had
1: no it cuts off one of her nail, like fingernails or something? like Something. Just something. I, I agree. Like, that me. would be a You're lot right. more epic. The, the armor was useless. It was a cool visual, and that was it. It was fucking pointless.
2: Yeah, which, unfortunately, a lot of this movie is, is yeah. a cool visual.
1: A cool visual. Yeah, they were too worried about the cool visuals, and then they fucking still fail on that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, um <clears throat> like Wonder Woman is really a simple movie. it's you know it's that uh what is it, that heart of darkness that Joseph Conrad, like the journey of the hero, she you know leaves her her island, she journeys to the world of man, she becomes more informed of the world around her and becomes a better person because of that, yeah, you know, and then in this one. Just stuff happens and it looks really cool. And Again, my main point is that, I, like I said, while I love this movie, I like it as long as I don't think about it. If I just watch it and turn my brain off, then it's great and it's enjoyable. Sometimes I can't uh, turn my brain off as much as I'd like. Yeah. But, you know.
1: It's not a bad it's, movie. It's a fun movie. It's got lots of great moments.
2: Here's the question. Here's the question. This is the question right here.
0: Yeah.
2: Two parts. Is
0: it a purchase, would you rewatch it? It's
1: probably gonna be a purchase because I love Wonder Woman. We've talked about in the past, how so like, you know, you got the Trinity, like Wonder Woman's always been my favorite. In the Trinity, in the DC universe.
2: Oh, okay, all right. Because I, I actually I love, thought you were a Batman guy.
1: No, I, I, I mean, I, Batman's sweet, but I love the Greek mythology. I love Greek mythology, so the whole backstory of Wonder Woman. Okay,
2: that makes sense. That makes sense.
1: It's it's great. So, so I've always loved Wonder Woman. Like I literally today just picked up. Uh, I, I my Christmas bonus and my twenty percent off birthday coupon for Indigo. I picked up the absolute Wonder Woman by Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang. Because it's an amazing story. It's probably the best Wonder Woman I've ever read.
2: You should also check out the uh, Earth One Wonder Womans by Grant Morrison. And uh, I haven't
1: checked out the Earth One Bionic. yet. I still nine okay. on the Earth One stuff. I, I read the first uh, the first three Supermans, and I've only read the one Batman. I haven't even read the second Batman
0: yet. So,
2: Yeah, I've read all of them now. I've, uh, no, wait, that's not true. I have not read all of them because I didn't read the Green Lantern,
0: or the nor did Spider-Man.
2: I read Titans.
0: Yeah.
1: The Titans one was weird to me. I, I, I didn't feel like that needed an Earth one.
2: Uh Yeah, plus it didn't have uh, Robin in it <laughs> or yeah. Dick Grayson. Yeah. And it's always like, what, how do you do Teen Why? Titans without Dick this? Grayson? It's not even that. It's just like, realistically, yeah, the Titans started because, uh you know, Speedy, Wonder Girl. Or no, it's, uh yeah, it was uh, Robin, Wonder Girl, Aqualad yeah and speedy those were the ones that were like they were the original teen titans so it's like i don't know if i mean granted yeah they used the more popular version of the new teen titans but and green lantern that was one of those where i'm like how much different could they make it really you know it's kind of the the way i felt with batman and where it's like how much different could they really make batman and all they really did was they made uh
0: Alfred, Alfred.
2: yeah. Alfred is like a fucking (laughs) like secret service, like Navy or British SOS guy or whatever. Like he's he's definitely killed some people. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah,
2: and it's it's looked like they made him look like he he might have drank some blood a little bit here and there. But then the only other change was with Batman, where they just kind of made him sloppier. Yeah. You know, well,
1: because that, that vibe, yeah, um,
2: yeah. But uh, but anyway, so uh wait, so yeah, anyway, so anyway, we'll,
1: anyway, I will. I'll, I'll likely buy it because I find that I don't. I'm not going to rewatch this as much as one one, the first one. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, in the I'm same gonna boat. It, I'm not going to rewatch it as much as Man of Steel or. BBS. I'm going to
2: buy it, and I'm going to rewatch it. But it's it's not high up on the rewatch list as because the other ones.
1: The things I do love in it, I, I'll want to revisit that. Yep. Like I had, I have no, I don't want to buy Shazam. I don't want to buy Birds of Prey. 84, um, I, I will watch again.
2: Actually, it's funny. Yeah. Cause I, I feel the same way. I, I remember originally I was saying I would probably buy Shazam, but you no. I'm
1: going to
2: buy Shazam and definitely not Birds of Prey.
1: Ooh. Yeah. I, I'm totally out of the whole completionist uh, thought process. Like Marvel movies, like I got all the phases because of the story, but I mean, there's even there's movies in there that I don't really love. I just have because I want the full set. I'm not going to yeah, do that anymore. I got if, you. Shang chi sucks. I'm not going to buy Chi. If Eternal sucks. I'm not. Yeah, gonna, uh,
2: exactly, exactly. Oh, so, um, yeah. so basically, all I can say, geek panthers, is let us know what you think. Did you like uh, Wonder Woman '84? Did you not like it? What were things that you did like? What were things you didn't like? Um, have you ever any, any other thoughts on how they could do the movie, make it better? Let us know.
1: Yeah. Give us your idea of the perfect Wonder Woman sequel.
2: Or if yeah. it's the yeah, exactly. for you, just let us know. Yeah. Tell us exactly why, too. And maybe, yeah. just maybe, we'll read that on a next Camcast.
0: Maybe. Yeah. We'll if, you, if you, yeah, actually, if somebody you
2: writes know. a comment, if somebody writes a fucking comment, we'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At <laughs> we'll that re- stage, what else or, we'll fucking read it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Ken. Want me to take it? Anyway, Ken.
1: <laughs> if you enjoyed this video, please like, share, subscribe. You can check us out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can listen to this as a podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you're watching us today on YouTube, well, hey, okay, you get to see our faces, our handsome, handsome faces. And then geekpantsmedia.com, our little blog. We got all our videos there. You can watch it off there instead of going to YouTube. You can also read a bunch of cool stuff. Chris Fedick is posting there all the time, which is great, because that's pretty much your only dose of Fedeck you're getting these days. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: That's in right. That's right.
1: With COVID. That's so, right. Um,
2: that's right. That's right. Also, um, I'm pretty much going to say this, but Fedeck is single-handedly keeping that website in action. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, I touch base every now and then, but I'm really happy when I get that email saying Chris Feddick's posted. I'm like, yeah, let's check it out. His whole thing uh, the other the other week there about uh, the planets aligning and stuff, I thought that was cool. Yeah, was super here, cool. Uh, and the description and everything, like, he's on a, he's a different geek than us, but he's a geek, hands down. Yeah, he's on a whole
2: other level. Whole, never, level. Yeah, leva, leva. yeah oh, no, no. that's right. That's yeah. it. Uh, as always, thanks so much, Geek Pancers. We really appreciate it. Adios. <smart> I'm <noise> sorry.